And here we are. Hello. Oh, we're back again. Oh, we're back. Look at us. Oh my gosh, we're actually continuing to do a thing. I know, it's almost as if we know what we're doing. I mean, we can fake it really well until we actually... Make it. Get there. Get yeah. there. Yeah. Speaking of making it, though, mm. we did launch today. We did. Now, uh, listeners, you guys are going to hear this in a few weeks, but for us right now, today is... Right the second. Just right this second. It is 7.42 p.m. <laughs> Central Standard Time. <laughs> Central Standard Time on June 23rd, the day that we launched our podcast. So the first episode just went up like an hour ago. We were social media blasting it all over the place. Yes, so feel free to, uh, like I said uh, last time, I'd have the names of everywhere that you can follow us. Yes. Officially, because we were kind of still trying to figure a few out. Right. Uh, so we are on Instagram, at uh-oh-feeling, no dash. We have a Tumblr of, again, uh-oh-feeling, no dash, dot Tumblr, dot com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook mm -hmm. with the facebook.com and then it's a daily gravy network so just daily gravy network if you search that you'll find our page yep and then we do also have a twitter of uh-oh feeling cast because uh-oh feeling was taken and my little ocd soul right. died i want to know who those bastards with just like uh-oh feeling like are they doing anything with it yeah we've had the same issue with the daily gravy and like some really old accounts taking daily gravy as a name and then doing absolutely nothing. zero with it nothing just saying that they're they're chomping our flav, but in reverse. <laughs> in the past, they yes. have copied off of us. Clearly, they just found a time machine. Right. And they found a poor, right. poor use for it. That is, that is the best explanation. That's the so Occam's razor. So it just razor. means that we, we obviously make it big. Right. Because someone took the time to go back right. in time. 50 years from now when the Daily Gravy is, like, bigger than, I don't know, like, we are ABC. Like, <laughs> company we're everything. Yeah, we're all, we all made, like, Forbes 40 under 40. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, then somebody invents time travel just to steal our shit. Not oh to God, invent Google, wait. by the way. To invent the Daily Gravy. What yeah. if we... <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to... <laughs> Trying to sabotage ourselves by inventing the time machine because we would be that powerful. We would be we... so powerful that some of us would feel conflicted about yes. the power. And... Yeah, someone's going to get power drunk. Right. Well, they always, you know, like there is that saying where it's like it can't be that terrible of an idea if nobody has come back from the future to tell you not to do it. Yeah. So, so far, we haven't had anybody like <laughs> popping into your living room to say, I no, mean, don't record this podcast. If anybody does it, it's going to be Cat. Probably. I mean, she's a huge Flash fan, so... Right. Like, if there was a reason for her to find a way to jump through time, just so she'd be like, no! For the listener, she, Kat is this, like, tall, really thin girl, and I am just... Uh, yeah, and I'm... That I talked about. Exactly, the she one who almost died. survival instinct. Right. <laughs> I'm just picturing her just, like, grizzled for some reason. She has a she beard. She ran into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> she just ran into a wall, but it looks like the future really sucks, yeah. even though it's probably just a mistake yeah. she made. <laughs> She but stopped at the wrong time. For some reason, she's wearing armor, but it's probably just a cosplay. Like, yeah, that's fair. She's really misleading us, yeah. but she does tell us in or this... Like a retro girl outfit. Yes, <laughs> but she does tell us not to make this podcast. I don't know why. Probably because we take talk over about the her. planet and talk about her. Yeah. Hi, Kat. If you're listening, you'll be listening. I hey, know you'll Kat. be listening because I'm going to make you listen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like the journey I went on? <laughs> that was good. Where you weren't sure to be 
absolutely fucking absolutely sure that she's sure. going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> she lives with you. She has no choice. She has absolutely no choice. I just also want to point out that, like, we're sort of across from each other, and both of us have put our microphones squarely in front of our faces. <laughs> I can't see her. She's she's a microphone. She's <laughs> she's, she's a, a microphone, microphone with hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's and I good. kind of have to lean to the side if I want to make eye contact, and I, then I feel kind of weird. Yeah, I do. This is this is. I'm gonna get a <laughs> crick in my neck by the end. Yeah, that's fine. If only you could see us now, listeners. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll put a picture up on Instagram. Of us in the actual setup, but you can yes. see the setup on Instagram. I took a picture of it. Yes, look at us doing that fancy so oil melty smell smells like scentsy man. thing called Mystery Man. Definitely, probably doesn't smell like any of the men that were involved in the things we're about to be talking about. No, I hope not. Oh my gosh, I hope not. That would ruin this but, smell for me. Yeah, there's no way these men bathed. No, like on the regs. No, <laughs> there's no way they wore Old Spice. Like, no, they probably <laughs> smell like baby powder. Oh yeah, at the at the best. Yeah. Yeah. The day they smell like baby powder is probably like a good ass day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So should we get into it? I think we should. Oh my God. Okay. Well. So today um, we are not doing serial killers. Aren't you proud of us? Ooh, look at us go. Third uh, episode and we've broken a trend. <laughs> the trend I almost already did set a up. serial killer, but I didn't. <sighs> look at me. I didn't. I didn't. I'm, re- I'm actually very proud of you right now. Thank you. <laughs> there needs to be like serial killers anonymous. <laughs> like... Okay, I mean, but how many serial killers would be in Serial Killers Anonymous <laughs> because they want to talk about themselves because they're narcissistic fucks? That's, oh my God, so true. I would just be there to try to, like, kick this habit of, like, reading all about serial killers all the time, and then I'd just be surrounded by, <laughs> like, the douchiest serial killers of all time. Yeah. yeah, it's like you walk into the lion's den. Right. And you I, have this weird-shaped steak right. that they don't really want because you don't fit what they're going for but like <laughs> crime of opportunity right i mean they might like me simply because i will state outright at the meeting that i am obsessed with them <laughs> like that's yeah. probably pretty good yeah but see then they might want you as a fan for a little bit but i'm also familiar spotlight right and i'm also familiar with their crimes or like the crimes of people like them so like yeah. maybe i will will graham style <laughs> just like no <laughs> seek them out no <laughs> Please don't. We don't need any swiggity swag nightmare stags up in here, okay? This is the first time we've we've mentioned Hannibal. I'm like, aren't we proud of ourselves? I mean, for that? now I'm extra proud. I was proud before, and now I can't even believe it. Like, Hannibal speech. is like one of our favorite shows. Everyone, it's so how we met. It is. It is literally how it's we what met. Brought us murder. Brought us together. It's, and cannibalism. Oh my god! And murder. Isn't that special. And, and murder keeps us together. Yeah. And. I'm just, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's so important, you guys. Find your murder friends. But, like, not, like, actual kill people murder friends. Right. Yeah. But, like, just, like, Hannibal murder friends. Right. Go watch murder. Well, watch fake murders. Watch fake murders. Preferably. Please don't watch real murders. It's traumatizing. Right. And also, yeah, don't murder with somebody. Like, okay, <laughs> serial killer tip number one for the episode. Murder alone. <laughs> less to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, because I almost did a story about someone who uh, kidnapped a girl, and then his wife found out, and his wife was cool with it at first, but then she got jealous and turned him in. Oh my god, see, that is fucking insane. See, although, like, is that more or less insane than what I'm about to talk about, which is the lady was cool with it the whole time. Like, the wife was in on it. Anyway, we got into the topic a little bit. Um, Duh, duh. We're doing kidnappings, you guys. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. So Where it's they not either escape or. Yeah, I, I mean, they're rescued or they escape yeah. on their own. I think we have. I do. Did you... Mine is she escaped on her own. Okay, that's rad. Mine was um, like just due to interesting circumstances, she got out of the situation, which is fabulous. Okay, I so mean, two sides of the coin. Exactly. Trying to spread it out here because both are something you hear about a lot. In fact, the one where somebody's rescued is what you hear about most often. Yeah. Either because the kidnapper fucked up in some way or somebody just saw something vaguely suspicious, which like, I feel like we need to do an entire episode just about people who are like, that doesn't look right. I'm going to call the cops. Yes. And then it ends up being something huge. Yes. Cause that's like half of these. And then we can do an episode about those times where people didn't mm. call the cops and they like missed an opportunity to catch a really terrible person. Yes. Yeah. See something, say something, you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I feel like it's a called, hype man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's called the uh oh feeling. Trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of wine and then I'm going to tell you about mine because I'm going first, I guess. Yep. Because I went first last time. So. And we're you really go trying. First on odds. And I go first on evens. Oh, my God. Look at that. Why did out a system. Wow, Karen in Georgia, yeah, looking at you. Geez. We are three episodes in, and we figured out how to do this without a Steven. Right. Yeah, Steven has to tell you, and sometimes even he messes up, a la <laughs> last episode. But it's okay, because we love you guys. I love, did you, have you listened to the most recent one? They I started to. They finally pay Steven. Good. It's been Good. six so months. Glad. I'm so glad. I'm very you happy for Stephen. You can only pay Steven. someone in cats for so long. Right. I mean, I have to think that Stephen probably would have done that job indefinitely as I would have, just for the cat time. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but still. I think they almost had to pay him because they're going on tour in Australia, and oh he's God, going with them. So true. As far as I know. I would hope so. I, I need him to be there. I want them to shout at him from offstage. I want them to hide him under a table. Oh, my God. So that he can actually pop out. Yes. <laughs> at one of the live recordings. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> okay, talk about those. your murder, not murder, kidnapping, escapee, runaway person thing. That. That. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say a name, and it's probably going to sound familiar to a lot of people. Mm. Because the name is J.C. Duggard. Um, So, J.C. Duggard is a a poor, unfortunate soul. Um, Actually, she seems like she's doing pretty well right now. But in 1991, when she was 11 years old, I was one years old. So, let's just put that in a context. 1991? Yep. I was born in 1990. I was three. Nice. So, like, this girl's 11 years old. Like... She's still probably technically a millennial, maybe a little bit older than a millennial is. She's one of us-ish. She was uh, at the bus stop, just trying to fucking go to school the way you do. Yep. Um, On June 10th, 1991, in uh, South Lake Tahoe, California. And a car pulls up beside her, rolls down the window. She's curious in the way that an 11-year-old is curious Especially in the early 90s. Yes. Um, who doesn't really have reason to fear the world or people. So she sure. walks up to the window to see what's up. Does she know the person? Are they going to ask her a question? They need directions. Oh, poor trusting child. Yep. Uh, and she just gets straight up tased. No. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, like, taken. But, like, no, no. Who tases a 10-year-old? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, like, you have to think, I what? could never possibly hold this child down. But, I mean, it's kind of, 
Well, I, I mean, don't they say can be scrappy. Right. They're small. They're fast. They can scream. They're she didn't even get to have that chance. Sometimes slippery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> slippery little buggers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she didn't even get that chance because, like, she was tased. She drops to the ground. They pick her up. And I say they because it's two people. Mm. It is Philip and Nancy Garrido. Yeah. See, what did we say about couples? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Nancy. Mm-hmm. None of this was cool. Nancy. And you just. You and not only did she help, you know, get JC into the car, Nancy held her down for the entire trip all the way to, and I know I have it written down somewhere. It's also California, but it's like an um, hour and a half away or so. It's like Antigua or something. Sure. I'm going to find it. We'll see. It's in here somewhere. But anyway, so. They take this 11-year-old girl back to their house uh, and put her in the storage shed in the backyard. And that oh. is where she lives oh. for a really long time, you guys. Yeah, it's probably hot as balls. Summer. Like, Ugh. just all the time. And, like, in the 90s, so many storage sheds were probably metal. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, probably. I didn't look at pictures of the storage shed. There was, in addition to that, in later years, she was able to sleep in a tent outside. And it's, like, a big tent. But it's just, like, strewn with garbage. Well, yeah. They had so many pictures. It was awful looking. Yeah. And... Yep, so all of this was taking place in their backyard, but, like, this is a girl who didn't know where she was. She was a child when she was taken, Would have is far enough away from where she lived that she wouldn't even know to look for landmarks or anything. Right. But either way, she wasn't even allowed outside. Yeah. So she lived there for, do you have any, do you know enough about this case You know to know no. how long she was? No, okay. I can guess. You want to guess? 84 years. <laughs> You bastard. <laughs> no, give me a real guess. Um, Six years. It was longer than that. Ten years. Nope. Eleven years. <laughs> you wish. It was 18 years. Oh, my God. I'm for real. What? She went into this room slash tent at age 11. She got out at age 29. Oh. Yeah. So she grew what? up in this situation. And not only did she grow up by herself, she had two daughters. One of them was born in 1994, one in 1997. So she was a oh, very young mom. No. Of course, these like poor children were followed by, fathered by uh, Philip Garrido. Sure. Yep. I don't like even hear about Nancy later. I just hear that like she was a part of it. So like. Apparently, she was chill about 100% of, of this. Like, this girl lives in my backyard. My husband goes and rapes her. Sounds totally fine to me. My name's Ugh. Nancy Garrido. I'm the worst Nancy fucking person. Nancy Garrido. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate them both so much. Yep. Um, thing is, Garrido was already a convicted sex offender. So that's fucking cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. Fucking rad. Really thanks killing 90s. it. Yep. Thanks, 90s. <laughs> like, so, so a lot of her story is just about surviving the day to day. I feel like a lot of the yeah. stories that we've talked about and we'll end up talking about are like the, the sprint of survival. This is like the marathon. Mine is a marathon too. Yeah. She was like eight years, I think. Oh my gosh. So, Oof. yeah. And yeah, and you're there for... Even if you're only kidnapped for like a few months, it's still just That's days so and much days. Time. It's so much time. It goes 
so slow sometimes. Right. Of just totally just fear. All you have left in your life is being afraid of when that person's going to come back and knowing you can't leave. Like and then trying to find some semblance of normalizing it. Right. With, like setting up a routine for yourself or daily tasks or whatever. Right. To try and make it not seem so out of control and unpredictable. Exactly. I think I will like just let you know um, just so this story doesn't seem so fucking dark. It's it's super fucking dark. But like I'll let you know how she was rescued before we talk about a little bit of how she survived. Um, so in 2009... Um, Philip was apparently just like feeling pretty cocky. Sure. He was trying to get an event together on a campus, the University of California, Berkeley. So he went to Berkeley to do an event uh. on campus and he like is talking to an event coordinator sure. and he brings his two daughters, JC's two daughters. Ooh. Like, yes. So there are these young girls and the manager of the event place basically is looking at these two girls and thinking that they look very pale and they act really robotic. Like they just sort of look misty eyed, straight faced. Don't react to much of anything. Well, yeah, don't that's, talk. That's what happens when you're dead inside because mm -hmm. you've had a shitty life. When you've literally grown up being entirely brainwashed a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she just like, this person is a hero. She thought that that was really strange. So she went and she looked up Philip Garrido, saw that he was a, registered sex offender and di should not be near like young children at all and then called the police good and then they you know they find his house they go there they find um the two daughters and jc and that's how she's freed and good. that's in 2009 1991 <laughs> to 2009 like i cannot even fucking that's like in my entire it, formative like, years it makes you wonder how many other opportunities because obviously if he was cocky enough to go out with both girls at that time. Right. At the same he, time, like... He had to have earlier. Like, right. That couldn't have been the first time they right. gone out. Exactly. Like, he probably brought them around, but, like, maybe they were just always exactly that quiet. And nobody really thought anything of it except what well-behaved children. Trust your... Uh-oh, feeling. Right. Trust your... Hashtag trust your gut. It's hashtag our, trust your gut. It's one of our new hashtags. Hashtag. <laughs> but... Yeah, um, I was reading some things about, like, how they were using this as a, um example for, like, Stockholm Syndrome and that sort of thing. Yeah. And how, like, JC and the two children had it. Because, like, they, well, the two children, like, does it even count as Stockholm Syndrome if that's all you've ever known? Do you know I mean, you're being held captive if you're a child and this is literally your life? Well, yeah, because you can still tell that something's not right. Like, maybe. It's like, not normal for them to keep a woman in a tent but like in the backyard i mean maybe like, did those kids go to school or were they homeschooled um what i've read is that jc just tried her best to like teach them what she knew Ooh. so like part of her days with them was teaching them things um and yeah i don't think they went to school otherwise yeah, yeah. i mean that's such a huge risk right yeah i mean he kids talk and they don't necessarily know what's supposed to be a secret and what's not. When people at schools are trained to recognize problem oh, situations God, yeah. with children. You would so hope like, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not 100%. Teachers aren't like apathetic and dead inside because they hate their lives. Right. Because I've seen that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so yeah. So much shit can skate by them because they just stop caring. Right. Yeah. Like the way it's supposed to work in yeah. an ideal world is that a teacher should be able to see some warning signs. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't think that they really left their tent slash shed all that much. Yeah. Um, so she did get out, though. Um, they're doing okay. She later went on to write a book called Freedom. Um, and she's talked a lot about taking back her life and her hopes for her children having a normal life from now on and getting help for all of them and trying to move on with their lives, which is really cool. She seems like an incredibly strong person. Yeah. Super proud of her. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, but her, as far as her like day-to-day survival, she had some interesting insights just on the day-to-day, like trying to keep herself busy. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is going to seem sort of like common sense mm-hmm. sort of thing. But like, I mean, when you're in that situation and you're a child, I, I don't even common know. Common sense can go out the window so fast. Yes, sure. Especially when you're feeling panic. Exactly. So, yeah, I I think she mentions, like, she was really, really scared for a really long time. But that's sort of, I mean, you have to get used to that level of fear because, like, that's what we do as humans. We adapt. Mm -hmm. So she gets used to this life in, you know, whatever way she can. She starts going by the name Alyssa because that's what he tells her to. Um, So if any time anybody sees her, and she did work in his print shop. So this girl was, what? yeah, seen by people, Ugh. but she 100% of the time went by Alyssa, answered to it, never said or did anything that seemed odd to the people around, just seemed like a dedicated and quiet worker. <laughs> but like, that was, she goes on to say, like, that was one of the many things she just did to keep things calm, because Garrido is a crazy person. Um, there is, like, some mention of him... Uh, talking about, like, demon angels that he can hear. Yeah. Um, And he would, like, ask her to listen for them, and, you know, she would have to pretend that she also heard them. She did whatever she could to make him feel like she believed him. Everything was fine. She was on his side. Just so that, you know, he wouldn't get violent, he wouldn't get angry. And then when they did finally find her, she'd been doing this for so long. Apparently, like, when they started questioning her, she did get extremely defensive and agitated. Um, She wanted to know why she was being interrogated. And then she was sort of lying about the situation. Um, But later on, once, like, they had finally figured out exactly what was going on and Garrido had been arrested she she told them she's like I just did what I had to do I adapted to survive my circumstance is what she said so that is completely 100% 100 believable like I would I feel like I would do the same thing I don't know if anybody would really know anything better to do in that situation well yeah especially if they're so unstable and unpredictable Mm -hmm. that you know if you talk back or fight back you will die and it's not just her. Like, she has to worry about her children now, yeah. too. He could hurt any one of them at any time. And, yeah. like, you just have to keep the situation and as calm and normal as possible. Yes, saying she was probably severely malnourished as well. So, oh, like, man, probably. Physical strength to actually be able to fight back. Right. Like, they say a lot about, like, a mother's strength to protect her children. Mm-hmm. But... It just you still have to have some sort of an energy reserve, right? That and you can just get beat down so much mentally that, like, physically you don't you have nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. She just, I mean, 
I can only imagine, like, yeah, she was let outside to a certain extent to do things, but, like, what was she going to do with that? Right. She can't drive. She doesn't know where she is. Yep. Like, she's got two people who are constantly hawk-eyed watching her. Like, yeah. So it's a really fucking rough situation that she got through by teaching her children. She had journals that she used to scribble in and write in just to keep her mind occupied at any moments of the day so that she wasn't ever really just sitting there. Yeah. Um, so she had tons of journals that she would just scribble in and she had, she would make up stories about like the tree outside and just whatever she could do to keep her mind occupied and use her imagination to make things seem a little less shitty for like five minutes. So that's, I think that's really impressive. Like, I mean, she obviously is moving on with her life and doing whatever she can now to make sure that her children's life is good. And she's talking about her story, which is really cool. I I don't have the exact quote, but she said, like, these people didn't get all of me. I didn't see a point in not facing this head on. Why would I pretend it didn't happen when it absolutely happened? And like, she's, she was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look at dead in the eye and decide like, this is, this is what happened to me. I'm going to tell everybody and I'm going to move on that way. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Way to go. So that is JC. Oh, and by the way, Philip and Nancy Garrido are both serving life sentences. Good. Eat my fucking dick. Bye. Yeah, get <laughs> wrecked, dicks. Oh my god, I hate just them both so much. Don't. <clears throat> I mean, seriously. Just don't. Garbage people. Garbage people. Yes. So that is um, the yeah. sort of abbreviated story of J.C. Tuggard. Yeah. I think I would rec- and I think I might want to read her book. Again, I, I, it's called Freedom, and I like I just worry that I would like die <laughs> a, a lot. Bit, a yeah, bit. but I, I think I recommend it for anybody who wants to hear more about her story because I've heard that it's a really good book and she's very insightful. Yeah. So yeah. As I jingle around while I move. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you have for us i have i'm gonna try real hard i <laughs> <laughs> to wake my mouth up what's up mouse <laughs> how you doing all right so i'm doing the story of natasha kampush Ooh. i think i'm saying that right she's austrian oh okay so, i might have come across this story when i was looking for Probably. mine but i didn't look into it very much pretty crazy Ugh. Uh, so Natasha was abducted at the age of 10. So one year younger than yours. Great. Is this a competition? <laughs> uh, just I mean, saying mine's worse. Mine's way more traumatizing. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh my God. We're the worst. So, Go on. <laughs> she was abducted at the age of 10 on March 2nd in 1998. Shit, okay. Uh, so she was just, you know, doing her thing, going to school. She left her house in the morning and was walking, but she never made it. And the school reported her missing. Um, there was a 12-year-old witness that thought they saw her getting dragged into a white minivan by, like, two guys. But Natasha said there was only ever one person hmm. of Wolfgang Pricklopil. Were they right about the white minivan? Oh, just... don't just... Wait. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, I don't like they it. They were they were right about the white minivan. Try saying that three times fast. I could not, Woo. and I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she was kept in a small cellar 
that was made of concrete and reinforced with steel that was under Wolfgang's garage. It was only 54 square feet. So like five square meters. Mm -hmm. And then the entrance was hidden by a cupboard in the garage. Great. Had no windows and it was soundproof. So like I know that I I can definitely be loud and I wouldn't be heard through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nope. They thought about this. Mm-hmm. He had a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the first six months, she wasn't allowed outside of the cellar. And then eventually she started to get more and more freedoms. Uh, he allowed her out when he was home. But she'd have to stay down there at night or when Wolfgang was at work. Hmm. Eventually, though, she was allowed out in the garden. So... On her own. Mm -hmm. So, like, there was obvious trust that she wasn't going to try and run. Right. Maybe. <laughs> he thought he had he thought brainwashed he, yeah. her sufficiently. He thought he had her broken. And sure. She wasn't going to do anything. And then, like, whenever she was upstairs, she was usually doing, like, housework or cooking for her captor. And I had this awful thought while I was, like, writing up my notes of just how much that sounds like the worst Food Network TV show. Of, like, cooking for your captor. I'm just like... You oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Like, making some nice specials on, like, how to grind up glass so it's not detectable in your captor's food and then covering it in a nice holiday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is, like, it is it really bad that I would fucking watch that, though? Right? Where maybe just, like, it's slowly revealed that this person is clearly cooking yeah. for a captor? Yeah. Like, I would fucking love that. Well, it probably wouldn't be on Food Network. I feel no, like that. No, they're not avant-garde that way. No, no. <laughs> that would be on like HBO or something. Or like Comedy Central morning. if they're going to be oh, really fucked yeah. up about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, eventually uh, she did turn 18 while she was being held by him. Okay. At which point then she was allowed to leave the house with her captor. And... Did he care? He was like... It's your birthday. Now you can go out. <laughs> Ooh, look like, at you. You're 18. Congratulations. In a, just a few more years, you can have alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I fuck? mean, he did. He threatened to, like, kill her and all of that standard stuff if she made any noise while they were sure, out. This, sure, the standard sure, stuff. Sure, just the standard. I'm sure he's reading off a list in a bored yeah. voice. <laughs> uh, he even took her on a skiing trip. What? Right outside of Vienna, which is where she was from. He wow. He took her, like, a half an hour outside of Vienna the entire time. That's some fucking balls. Uh, yeah. So he took her on a skiing trip, which at first, when she was interviewed by the cops, she actually denied happening. Hmm. And I, like, I have to wonder if, because she also later, people were saying, oh, she has Stockholm Syndrome, all of this stuff, and she vehemently denied that she had Stockholm Syndrome, but, like, I have to wonder, or if, like, someone said something of putting her down or shaming her saying, well, you could have escaped during that's, this trip. Yeah. And she distinctly says, like, I had no chance to escape, which mm -hmm. I believe this guy was super controlling. Well, and also, yeah, like, who is going to be the dick who's like, oh, well, that's when you should have gone. Like, and no, she'd fuck been with you. Him for eight years at this point. Yeah. He did a lot. So, like, her official statement after the escape she and her captor would get up early each morning to have breakfast. He gave her books 
so she could educate herself. I think she had a TV, <laughs> and, like, she didn't feel like she missed anything during her imprisonment. Hmm. Like she said, I spared myself many things. I did not start smoking or drinking, and I did not hang out in bad company. Uh, I always had the thought, surely I didn't come into the world so I could be locked up my entire life completely ruined. I give up despair about this unfairness. I always feel like a poor chicken in a hen house. You saw my dungeon on television and in the media. Thus, you know how small it was. It was a place of despair. So she kind of did this, like... That's a real back and forth. Flip-flop Because she's like, it's yeah. almost good that it happened to me because I wasn't a shitty teenager. Yeah, like, look at me. I was educated. I had... I wasn't in an awful situation, but, like, you saw my dungeon. Right. Also, in the same breath, I was a captor and yeah. I hated it. Wow, that is... She yeah, must, it was... How conflicted do you have to be internally for your yeah. external stuff to sound yeah. that conflicted? But she had a... It gets more fucked up. Oh, no. Just you wait, Henry no. Higgins. Just you wait. <laughs> So she had a television and a radio. So I missed the radio at the beginning there. Um, and at first, he only let her watch taped programs or listen to foreign radio stations mm -hmm. so that she wouldn't hear about the search for her. Mm -hmm. And then it also mentioned that at one point she did try to escape by jumping out of a car. Okay. But it did not. Obviously, it didn't work. Like she just wasn't able to get out of the car in time or... I think he caught her. And just pulled over and was like, get your ass back in this car. Oh, God. I mean, getting out of a moving vehicle is really hard. You have, like, a hundred percent chance of hurting yourself a lot, depending on how fast it's going. Yeah, there's not any other information on it. I'll try and find it here. I mean, that's all right. I just have cues. Oh, yeah. But uh, her media advisor... So after the fact, she got a media advisor because so many networks were trying to get her. And That's smart. Yeah. Oh, my God. How overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she said that her captor would sometimes beat her so badly she could hardly walk. Mm. And she was beaten black and blue. And after that, he would try and smarten her up. And then he would take his camera and take photographs of her. He also starved her. So she'd be physically weak. And therefore unable to escape. So, like, they have her body mass index. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So, normal BMI is, like, 18.5 to 25. Mm -hmm. Hers had dropped to as low as 14.8 during captivity. Oh, my God. How close is that to actually starving? Like Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. And then he also played mind games with her of saying that the doors and the windows of the house were booby-trapped with high explosives. And then he said he was also carrying a gun and that he would kill her and the neighbors hmm. if she tried to escape. And the Which neighbors, just to be like... then uh, plays into her escape of why she didn't stop at certain houses. Oh. Of, like, the ones that she knew had kids. She <laughs> didn't stop at those houses. So like, I don't want him to kill yes. these people. Yes. Oh, my God. So she literally had to make that decision when trying to find someone... Fucked up. If she was going to stop at a house. Yeah. That's really uh, fucked up. Yeah, so she she does say that she did it on one occasion, fantasize about chopping his head off with an axe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. How do you not, how is that not your everyday? Right? But I, she dismissed the idea. Oh, man. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah, she did also try to make noise in the cellar by throwing water bottles against the wall. Mm -hmm. And then when she would be out on trips, she did try to get attention but nothing ever panned out. Like, nobody ever paid attention to them. Oh, wow. Because he's, like, 
such an unassuming guy with a unibrow. <laughs> just that's so specific. I'm gonna but need like, to see him. Okay. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, look at him. He's he's yeah. your he's very much your Austrian everyman. Yeah, yeah. He definitely doesn't look. He like... He doesn't look like a kidnapper. Right. I mean, he looks a little creepy, yeah, but like, but... he's mm. not. Yeah he, yeah, he doesn't look like a crazy person. So August of 2006, she's 18, mm-hmm. and they have, like, the exact time at 12.53 p.m. on <laughs> August 23rd, 2006, because uh, he just happened to get a call at that time. She was cleaning and vacuuming his BMW 850i. Like you do. You know, you always ask your your captive to clean your BMW. Sure. They're going to do the best job. Obviously. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. So somebody gave him a call, and because of the vacuum, he couldn't hear them, so he actually walked away to take the call, and he normally was always watching her. Oh. So she left the vacuum cleaner running (gasps) and fucking pieced. What an amazing moment for her to probably just think like, oh, my God, this is literally it. This is the moment I have been waiting for. And to actually recognize it when it comes. Yeah. Is very impressive. Yeah. She ran and he didn't see her because they talked. Somebody interviewed the caller and they said that Wolfgang completed the call without any sign of being disturbed or distracted. So he so didn't like know he until just, the like, end. Trusted her so much. Wow. Or he was so good at lying. One of yeah, one of the two. Because like one of his his business partner also would say in an interview that he was always really happy. And at some point he borrowed his business partner's trailer. Like with her. Oh. Yeah. So like, and no one had any. No. No one suspected anything. No. Cool, cool, cool. Die, die, die. She ran. For, they said, 200 meters through gardens and a street, and she jumped fences, and she tried to ask passerbys to call the police, but nobody paid attention to her. So eventually she did find a 71-year-old neighbor known as Inga, and she knocked on the window and said, I am Natasha Kambush. The neighbor ended up calling the police, They got there at 1.04 p.m. So in 11 minutes, she was away from him and with the police. Wow. So that's fucking incredible. Yes. Uh, She was, they did all of the identification things and like they found a scar and like her passport and like DNA. And they said she was in pretty good physical health, but she only weighed 106 pounds. She weighed 99 pounds when she was taken eight years earlier. Oh, my God. So and she... she only grew 5.9 inches during her captivity. Oh, my gosh. So over eight years, she only gained seven pounds and grew 5.9 inches. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, if you answer the door and you see basically an emaciated person. Right. Like... She probably didn't have to say anything before they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm calling the police. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy absolutely. shit. So about that minivan, the police looked Ugh. at 776 white 
minivans, including the one she was kidnapped in. Ugh. But he told the cops he was home alone in the morning when they were saying she was kidnapped. Alone. Yeah, alone. No one can corroborate like, your story. Ding, ding, red flag, popo. What are you doing? Right. Like, guys. Every alone, cop show. Nobody can corroborate. Right. Like, Every cop show I've ever watched has been like, can anybody corroborate that yeah. alibi of yours? No. But then we're like, going to need to. Yeah, they were cool with that. And then they were cool when he said <sighs> that he was just using the minivan to move rubble from his house, which was under construction. AKA, he probably built his little murder cellar. Just like a big sigh, just like the yeah. biggest of yeah. sighs. Yeah. Also, <laughs> to continue with like police fuck ups, because they were investigating the whole actual process of trying to find her. Mm -hmm. So there was like an internal investigation on like possible police failures. Well, uh, obviously, they weren't doing too great at looking within because they tried to shit on her mom, saying she didn't have a happy childhood life. So she ran away? And then uh, the head of the special commission actually said the time Campush was in prison might have been better for her than what she experienced <gasps> before. No. Which okay. Her I thought... mother not only denied, but then threatened to sue the commission over their remarks. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. okay, we've, okay, I thought you meant, like, for, like, maybe they said that while they were investigating, but this is after no, they after find the fact, her. After she's found. They're like, yeah, but it was probably better, because right. you suck. Yeah, because like your bad family mom. home life was so bad. What in actual yeah. fucking hell? <laughs> like, who says that? Yeah. Ugh. And then as if this isn't bad enough, she actually did have emotional attachment to him. <sighs> I mean, how do you not after a while? Like, he died. Uh, they're saying it was suicide, but they're suspecting it was a murder that was then staged as a suicide. So when she was told about it, she actually did grieve for him. Hmm. And then she, not only did he leave her his house in his estate, he left her his fucking house. Wow. She moved into it as her second house. <gasps> No. She went back. No, the bait. No, the cellar's in there. Like, she went back. No. And she carried a photo of him around with her. Oh, honey, that is Stockholm and syndrome. And she doesn't have Stockholm syndrome. Like, she I, is in denial about that. Yeah, like that's you went text back to the book. house. I would burn it down. What's like the most recent thing you found about her? Like, I wonder if she's changed she her mind, gotten help. She wrote a book. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, called 3,096 days, because that's how long she was captive. So, I mean, she clearly realizes... make a German film about her called 3,096. Okay. So she clearly has, like, a... She recognizes that she was captive. She recognizes that this was not a situation that she wanted, and right. yet she still has these, like, super conflicted feelings. Right, but she's saying it's not Stockholm because it's so much deeper. Oh, than... honey... It's that not label, and she's so offended by people saying it's Stockholm syndrome. Oh. But it's like, <sighs> but like that's like anybody being like, no, it's not like that. Our love is too strong. Like right. it just it it's reeks of I bullshit. Can't. And then he also had been working on getting fake papers to be a Czech citizen, hmm. so that he could move there with her and start a new life. Oh, oh my gosh! So like that was also in the works. Oh my gosh! So. Yeah, it just like I 
I read this and I just got the grossest feeling. I mean, yeah, just chills of yeah. horribleness all over. Like, that is awful. I did want to bring up, because I forgot to bring this up with my story, but there was definitely, like, police fuck-ups there, too. And I yeah. feel like that has to be a thing. Because, like, if you're the kind of person who's going to kidnap somebody in this way and you have a plan like this of where to keep them, this ain't your first rodeo. You've right. done something. Like, Philip Garrido was a convicted sex offender. He had a parole officer. Like, and they found when they searched his house later, they wanted to know if he was connected to other crimes, including, including prostitute murders. Yeah. They found a bunch of evidence that should have convicted him for other shit way, way, way earlier. So, like, yeah. With yeah. things like this, when they go on for years and years like that, it feels like they just... Somebody had to have fucked up somewhere. Yeah. And, I mean, like, the other thing is... The investigation... The day after the announcement that there was going to be a film, that German film that was being made, the police chief who had led the investigation into the kidnapping mm -hmm. shot himself. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. So some bad feelings there, maybe. Just one or two. Yeah, there was a theory <gasps> that the investigation was a cover-up. And hid the involvement of a powerful pedophile ring. Okay. And some other things. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it makes you wonder mm -hmm. just what's going on. Wow. And yeah. what really happened. Yeah. And what we now will never know because not only is the kidnapper dead... Because there was still the theory of the second kidnapper. Like, her father went on to say, like, we still don't know if there was actually a second kidnapper. Or right. What. Did that Was that kid right? Because, when... I mean, she was with him for eight years. So, I mean, brainwashing is a thing that can happen. Yeah, just to be like, it was only ever me. Forgetting things. Yep. Mm -hmm. Trauma. Yeah. And losing memories. Like Well, that, yeah. Like, memories are... ten. Yeah, memories are faulty. So, like, yeah. yes, I could say, like, that kid who thinks he saw her... Also, his memory could be faulty about the number of people. Yeah. But, like, it could go either way, for sure. Right. People's memory literally right. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I wish we would... so easily influenced, especially yeah. as a child. Like, I know that eyewitness testimony is, like, so important in some cases, but it's fucking terrible, and we should probably stop using it. Right. <laughs> like, people are wrong, like, so much of Human the time. Human error is a thing. We're very suggestible people. Yes. And that is why, like, people are subjected to brainwashing like this... I don't know how somebody learns to brainwash another person, but it's not that hard to do, I feel like. No, and it's, I feel like it's uh, more about your personality. Mm -hmm. You are a very charming mm. person, which is why cult leaders right. are so good at it. If you were raised in a bad environment where you didn't have anything you basically had to talk your way into getting stuff from you, other people you become very manipulative yeah. out of necessity or if and you then had a manipulative parent mm -hmm. yeah you learn that behavior watched mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's yeah it just doesn't seem like it's all that difficult especially when you're taking children they're oh, suggestible gosh. already you're the only yeah. adult left in their lives you took them from everything they knew you're, and, like, you're the only authority left, like, even well, though you're I mean, horrible. Look at the that whole series of the hypnotherapy with children 
and so many of them coming out saying they'd been molested and it was wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it was the power of suggestion. Right. While you they were with someone they thought they trusted. Right. Even therapists who are trying to do things right can still like plant ideas and yeah. memories just by saying the wrong word. Absolutely. Yeah. That was like they were talking about that on the keepers and like whether I'm still watching it. <laughs> Emily's done with the keepers. I'm not done with the keepers. <laughs> but like, yeah, they were talking about like the therapists maybe planting these ideas of molestation right. in that one woman's mind. But yeah. it's like, yeah, how do you know? Sometimes I think they're I believe her. I'm just saying too. like because the other thing is like her stories corroborated. Yes, with she's not the only one of people who weren't right who weren't Exposed treated in that same way suggestive yeah yeah so like yeah i believe her it's just like that was they did go into like that being an issue of that time where it's like a bunch of people were retrieving all these memories of abuse and it's like when that's happening to that many people all at once is that a phenomena that's real or is that something created by therapists trying to do the right thing and and right. fucking up real hard yeah but yeah i mean that's i think that same thing super happened to JC too. Like she didn't seem to come out of it with any like long term. Oh, I loved Philip or anything. Right. But like, it, there's a certain amount you have to believe, truly believe, in order to get through that, well, as opposed to just faking it the whole time. I mean, you have to wonder because, like with with Natasha, they had Wolfgang's name. He was a suspect. Mm-hmm. And apparently, if they had actually followed the early leads, she would have been freed within a few weeks of uh, him having her. I mean... So instead, she endured an eight-year nightmare because that of... might have changed so much in her because people were so worried about protecting their own asses. Right. Oh, but Emily, it's fine because she probably would have had a really bad childhood right, anyway. Right, no, her bad childhood already had her screwed for life. It, it right? would have been terrible. Right, it, was, it would have been... She would have been hanging with the... better place. Yes. She been hanging with the wrong crowd. Doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Thanks, the world. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, society. Jeez. <laughs> um, now, we were talking about this a little bit before, but, like, um, the... There are a lot of kidnappings like this where the movie The Room was based off of it. Yes. And we just, I just wanted to mention because, like, I wanted to know that, I wanted people to know that we're aware. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that is a real thing. That was a big deal a couple of years ago. I don't know if that one, did that one Best Picture? It was, like, up there. Sure. But that's a really <laughs> fucking good. I know good, everything. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched it, like, recently myself, and I was by myself, and then I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? This is so bad. But it was a fascinating tale. And it's literally this girl, just like JC, I think this part was literally taken from her Probably. story. I because think, didn't they like hybridize like three? I think so. It had to be like cases because the escape is nothing like JC's story. However, like this woman was kept in a shed. It was sort of reinforced in the way that mm -hmm. like Natasha's yeah. thing was like, JC, I don't think, like, hers was, like, maybe it was locked, but it wasn't reinforced. It was right. more the brainwashing thing yes. that kept her there. But, like, this woman is, like, kept in with, like, technology and, like, thick walls around this shed and also has no idea where she is. And she's been there for, I think, like, seven years when the movie starts. And she Ooh. has a kid who's, like, five. Um. And he he just the kid is so messed up because all he does is call the the room room and it's mm. literally the only place he's ever seen yeah. he's never been outside 
So that story's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's a that's a really interesting movie, and I did hear like a lot of good things about because it's important to tell these stories, and even if you have to fictionalize it to do it, it's still important. Yeah, you fictionalize it and punch a few things up to make people pay attention. Sure, but it's still like not that far from no. what really has happened to these people. Yeah. Ooh, god damn. Yeah. It's another heavy one, folks. <laughs> maybe maybe next time we'll find something something litter. I mean Keep it hashtag light. I mean <laughs> The dating game killer was kinda light. Because yeah. I mean he you know He's just like a silly dude who yeah. I mean he hella murdered people. But well, not yeah. that girl. So. Yeah, not that girl. <laughs> this is why we smart. This is why we talk about survivors. There's, yeah. there's always the light at the end of the tunnel. These people got out. They lived their lives. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm really sad right now. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I suppose we should mention now, like, especially since we have all of this um, up, all the social media, all our, our email and everything, we still really want to hear from you guys. If yes. you have a survival story, even if it's something where you just, like, almost got attacked or, like, you met a person that you found out later was super scary we want to hear about it because it's yep. really interesting to hear from people in their first person stories or if you know somebody who knows somebody who is okay with you sharing their story like that yeah. would be really great like even if it's something like because i had this happen to me this isn't my full like my actual survival story because mm -hmm. i still need we need to i could do that next episode i know we can, are we gonna are we gonna do that to everyone we're just gonna <laughs> troll everyone and be like next episode emily's happened. gonna it's, every time yes but uh <laughs> like when I was walking home from downtown, because we're in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and we're in an area with a lot of bars. So, more bars per capita than any other yeah. city in the nation. And I was downtown, <laughs> and I got left by all of my friends, uh. and I had to walk home, uh. and I almost got kidnapped. Uh. Wait, what do you mean? Because I was walking down State Street by myself after Not bar good. time. Not good. And this car circled the block like twice. Oh no. And then slowed down right next to me with these two guys in it. No. And I was 90% sure I was going to get grabbed. Uh, what did you do? I Slash had my phone. I called my friend and I told him, I'm like, hey, I am at the corner of like 10th and State. If this line goes dead, please call 911. Oh my god, yeah. Actually, and that is something, like, because we want to talk about survival tips. Like, we should talk about, like, that sort of thing. Because I know that people have... It's a really good idea to call and let people know where you are. Yep. But I they also... friend who also did it walking home from the theater because she was a stage manager. So she'd oh, yeah. be locking up the building at, like, 11 o'clock at night. And if somebody yeah. was behind her... Right. She would call someone being like, hey, I'm walking home from the theater on this campus. I'm on this street. Right. It is this time. If this line goes dead or if you hear anything, please hang up and call 911. Right. And I, I think that's a great thing to do. I know, though, that they also say you should be very careful talking on the phone because you don't want to appear like you're not paying attention to your surroundings. Right. That's another thing that's really yeah not a good idea. So I was thinking I want to look it up and like if we can find it. I don't want my keyboard to clacky clack. If you know what it's called, then we'll just enter that in. But um, it's there's an app. More like if you're going somewhere, like if you enter an Uber and you're not quite sure about it, or if you're walking home, you keep your thumb on a part of oh, your phone. Yeah. 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 And if it shifts, then. Yeah. If you remove it yeah. for any reason, it tells 
people you know, and it sends the GPS signal of where your phone was at the exact moment your thumb left the phone, like, and th- so they know, and they can contact the authorities. Yeah. Like, it's, that is such a fucking good idea. Because, yeah, this was all before the time of these apps, and, like, when I did that, I didn't talk to him, we didn't carry on a conversation, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything other than me holding the phone. Yeah. And staying attentive. Yeah. I think it's probably good if you're like, were you like holding the phone and also looking at them? Like yes. that, yeah. I think that's good. Like definitely sending the signal of like, I know, I know you're, there. you're there. I'm paying Hi. attention to you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also talking to someone who knows where I am. Yes. Yeah. Very, very fucking good idea. I found it. It's called, um, it's called Safe Trek. Mm. So like Star Trek. Um, <laughs> easy to remember. Yes. Safe Trek. Um, I recommend that anybody get this i think i am gonna get it because i've been thinking about it for a while i just hadn't looked it up yet so this is a good way to like you are staying aware of your surroundings you are not putting yourself in any extra danger but you are you have a constant safety net there all the time with you yeah just don't get fidgety and shift your thumb on accident because that's my number one worry (laughs) that was my concern of being like okay so once you enter a location is it like a GPS tracker of you're saying you're going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. So then it automatically like releases once you're there or like, how do you turn it off? Right. Without removing your thumb Such a and good... sending out this panic message and then being <laughs> like, Oh shit. Oh shit. I'm fine. It's right. okay. I just slipped. Such a good cue. Um, I have to guess that they have thought about that. And I, I would hope so. I would hope so too. I'm, I'm like sitting on the safe track page and I will look into it and yeah, maybe we'll, we'll give you some more back. info. Yeah. But I recommend looking into it. Things like that are always also, a good idea. This is not sponsored, but I mean, if they want to go for it, cause we're all about like right. safety survival stuff. Hey man. Yeah, we're here for you. We'll talk okay. about you every yeah. week if we have to. Just I mean... fuck you, pay us. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, real enticing. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, pay us. That's like my entire... When we finally have to, like, if we ever have to approach ad people, and be like, mm, I didn't write up anything. <laughs> just, I just have one thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, pay us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. that is our third episode in the goddamn that, bank. Woo! We yeah. did it! Yes! Did so, like, Dora should start playing. Dun, 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 dun. We did it! We did it! We did it! Oh, I hate Yay. us so Lotus much. Emo. We did it. Oh my god, Listen, you know more of that song than uh, I wish you did. Because <laughs> there's a very good reason for this. Um, no. I, <laughs> I'm sure it isn't good enough. Look. <laughs> I added it to our Spotify playlist that Kat and I have when we play League of Legends so that we can play it when we win. I'm sure that everyone on League of Legends with you is just fucking psyched about that. Oh, <laughs> they just love it. I bet. <laughs> we have some other dumb songs in there. And it's pretty great. <laughs> but every once in a while, Dora will just sneak in the shuffle. <laughs> sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> Weird All things right. happen at 2 a.m., okay? Well, what doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's us. Um, again, if you want to send your stories or if you just have any comments or questions or you want to shout at us for doing something wrong, um, we, <laughs> yeah, please don't. We're, we're trying so hard. We're fragile. We're um, new. 
<laughs> we have like another five episodes and then yell at us. Yeah, we'll come on. Come on. We are at uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com. And then we are also on Twitter, uh-oh feeling cast, Instagram, uh-oh feeling, Tumblr, uh-oh feeling.tumblr.com. And then you can check out Daily Gravy Network on Facebook. And find updates for everyone. Other podcasts. I'll be starting a stream with my roommate, Kat. So if you want to hear her. That's going to be called The Gorgeous Ladies of Gaming. Or Glog. Or just Glog for (laughs) those of you who are interested. It's a joke, but then we actually ran with it. (laughs) Yeah, no. It just stayed forever. And I love it. But yeah. Lots of exciting things are happening. Yeah. Things are really picking up around here. So keep in touch with the Daily Gravy. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This is Taylor from the Uh-Oh Feeling. I just wanted to check in here at the end to thank you for listening and to let you know that we are always on the lookout for um, survival stories um, from people we know and also from people who are listeners. So if you would like to uh, write out your survival story for us to read or if you would like to submit some sound of you telling your story yourself that we could play on the podcast, that would be great. It would be amazing to hear from you. And uh, you could send us an email at uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com that's uh-oh-u-h-o-h dot daily gravy at gmail or you can find us on twitter at uh-oh feeling cast um on instagram at uh-oh feeling tumblr uh-oh feeling dot tumblr dot com and on facebook at the daily gravy network because we didn't want to make that one too easy for you um, so we hope to hear from you and uh, remember to let us know what you think about the podcast. You can rate, review, subscribe, like anything that where you're getting the podcast from allows you to do. Um, all of it is really helpful to us and we would really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.